Steel, a bi-monthly podcast about liars, frauds, thieves, and bullshitters. My name is Pat Royce, and you can also find us on Twitter at LCS Podcast and on TikTok at Lie, Cheat, Steal Podcast. If you like what you hear, please leave us a five-star review wherever you're listening to us, or you can subscribe to our Patreon, where we release two more episodes every month. That's at patreon.com slash lie, cheat, and steal. Again, I'm Patrick Soroyce, and I'm here, as always, with my co-host, Kath Barbadoro. Kath, how you doing? Hi, Pat. I'm good. You said I'm Patrick Soroyce, which, uh, changed it up. I never call you Patrick. Do you go by Patrick I, more? <laughs> no, I don't. I don't know why I said Patrick. I just, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I just, I was reading the preamble. I guess I felt very official. I don't know. <laughs> I was just wondering, because, like, so, on my other podcast, What a Time to Be Alive, I also have a podcast with your name, um... But we we on the podcast call him Patty, um, yeah. which is which is sort of what he used to go by and what his like Twitter handle is. No yeah. one else in his life calls him that, and he does not refer to himself that way. <laughs> but he has just accepted that we all call him Patty. And uh, I was like, oh no, am I doing that with Pat too? Is Pat not oh, a Pat? Yeah, no. And I just call him Pat. Always been Pat. I I um. I so there's a few people call me Patrick. Uh, my mom on occasion, if she's especially if she's you know not too happy, uh, <laughs> and then also people that I'd known through jobs, particularly uh-huh. women I've known through jobs tend to call me Patrick. Call me Patrick, uh, I don't know why. I, especially I, even if I still stay in touch with them, like we'll still hang out, we're friends. Like they they just call me Patrick. So there's that. That's similar to me with Kath versus Catherine for. For a while, like especially when I was starting stand, I've been I've always been Kath. Occasionally, yeah. my dad will call me Catherine, um, but almost in like a nickname way. Like, like it's yeah, like my the, full the, name the, became the nickname. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. Um, and then when I first started stand up, I tried to. I was like, well, if people don't know, I go by Kath. That's like a pretty uncommon like first name if they search Catherine Barbadoro Kath Barbadoro might not come up so I like tried to keep that separate but that's yeah. a fool's errand I have a really uncommon last name so like yeah, there's yeah. no you know it, no, it didn't really Catherine work Barbadoro. and it only kind of worked and uh yeah and I I gave up on that pretty quickly so yeah yeah just job yeah. people uh, I guess <laughs> yeah I uh I definitely tried I, I thought about um going up as peasy just because that's another thing is like mm. there's people who know me as peasy a lot of people like like yeah uh people that met me in my early years in austin comedy even though i never i always went by pat stories on stage but i think just everybody's knew me as peasy because my, my Nickname, online yeah. handle yeah yeah, yeah. Name, peasy and then my ex she met me through jared holly and Jared always called me peasy, so she just called me peasy. So it, and then everybody she introduced me to called me peasy. Right. So it, yeah. it saw a resurgence because it, it, it didn't have any new adaptees over the years. Like nobody was calling me peasy anymore. Yeah. Yeah. Names are weird. What we go by, what we want others to call us. <laughs> uh, yeah. I don't have. Um, so. I don't have any uh, any segues today, but if we're talking about, uh, you know, name changes are a bit of a current event. <laughs> so if you change your name, that's a current event. And today I just kind of wanted to dive in to some, uh, some loose end scams. There's a lot of fun stuff out there that we don't always have enough for a full episode on. So is this a, this is a roundup episode? It's a roundup, baby. We're doing a roundup. Yeah. It's not that I was busy this week. That's not the case. It's that I really <laughs> believe in all of these news stories. Um, <laughs> no, but I like this. We did this last time. It was really fun because it's not everything has enough meat for an episode, but some of it, you know, we want to talk about and get into. I hope Just there like, was a recent one that I really enjoyed that I sent you. I don't know if that made it into oh, the roundup. Yeah, yeah. Oh, no, it, oh, it made it in. That's yeah. Okay, good. <laughs> and we talked about that on One a Time to Be Alive this week, too. It's a, it's a solid one for sure. Yeah. 
So I wanted to start this off as with any roundup episode that we do. I got to check in on um, just a, one of the the figureheads of this show uh, is George so- George Santos, our boy George Santos. Oh yeah, back in the news, not necessarily for a scam, but he is a scammer. And so this is just an insane. Do you see about him having the meltdown while holding Mystery Baby? The yeah, the baby where it's unclear the pr- baby's provenance. Very good. Yeah. Very good. <laughs> So can you give us a little more details on that in case people yes, haven't yes, heard? Yes, yes, we can. So uh, this, is from a, uh, this is from a New York Magazine article. Um, and so it goes, so here's what happened. We've all had an extremely long week, as you're likely aware. On Friday afternoon, George Santos, the New York re- representative whose tally of alleged federal crimes is now to 23. You can go check out our George Santos episode and our George Santos update episode because <laughs> he's the gift that keeps on giving. Um, he was spotted screaming in the hallway of the Longworth House office building. Um, it appears Santos, who famously suggested that his family was Jewish, then revised it to Jewish, like fucking Gary Shandling, uh, was, <laughs> was accosted by pro-Palestinian protesters. Um, now, normally, neither a small protest on Capitol Hill nor George Santos shouting in front of a gaggle of reporters would be all that notable. But here's a twist. Santos was holding a two-month-old baby when this all went down. <laughs> Um, so you probably have a lot of questions right now, as do I, but, uh, I think, you know, just best that we send our best wishes to this mystery baby. Let's, uh, let's go back and go and have a little more meat on it here. Um, did yeah, you see, the- he, he said, they asked him if it was his baby and he said, not yet. And everyone was like, <laughs> what? <laughs> what does that mean? Not yet. He's just he's halfway through the adoption process. Very unclear. He also yeah. recently he dropped his marriage announcement into like something else really weird. It was like somebody's like announcement of like Diane Feinstein's death. I think he was like, <laughs> "Me and my husband Matt are very sad," and everyone was like, "Your husband Matt? You're married?" <laughs> like, yeah, he is. He is full of surprises. Yeah, uh, there there does seem to be little is known about this baby. Uh, all sources are saying it's unclear as to why he was holding the baby, <laughs> or as to for what reason. Like, even if like him and his husband are looking to adopt, they don't you take the baby out for a spin. Like you can't yeah. test drive. You don't just like bring it to the bring it to the halls of power. Yeah. Or whatever. <laughs> Another thing I saw about him recently that really made me laugh was uh, it was like a joke, but it was also delightful. Which because he he. Recently, his like the the case is underway, right? Isn't he? Yeah. Isn't now the case happening? So <laughs> there was a thing of uh, a bunch of schools were staging a walkout in protest of persecuting George Santos. <laughs> Just like this is unfair. This is a political witch hunt. And it's like obviously a joke, but also yeah. so funny. <laughs> oh man, you know he's just like latching onto that too. He's like, I got the students rallying behind me. I support. I, I love feel like the, the problem that- is that like it was going to happen, and then um, all the Israel Palestine stuff started happening. It was like we should probably do a real protest yeah. instead. Oh, yeah, but yeah. yeah. <laughs> But yeah, for a while it was going to be a walkout for George Santos. <laughs> I love how you can just like in today's political climate, if you're full of like you're full of shit that's bad, but if you're full of enough shit, people kind of spin back around and just start liking you. <laughs> just, yeah, no, he's like uh, definitely done a face turn. People are people are more on his side now than uh, than ever. I think. Yeah. Well, uh, you know who does not have many people on their side right now uh, is. Two 
um, fake priests that are scamming people in Modesto, California. Oh, man. Um, Modesto falls into the Diocese of Stockton, California. Now, fun fact, I am actually an ordained minister with the Universal Life Church of Modesto, California. Ah, uh, look at you. Yeah, I've, I've performed like three weddings. Wow. Um, yeah, they were all, it was all a joke. It all started, it was in high school, literally on Halloween, actually. It was on Halloween, and me and my boy were on the internet, and we were just looked up like, we looked up cults or something like that. For like, we're like oh, let's see, you know, it's Halloween, let's look up cults. And the first thing that came up was Modesto. The Universal Light Church, Modesto, California. And I had just got my first job as a dishwasher. And I had like some money to burn. And for 15, <laughs> the, 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 uh, what you call it, the uh, ordination was free. But if you wanted to uh, get the, the package that had the little card that said you were an ordained minister, that was like, I think it was $15. And so I just begged my grandma to use her credit card. <laughs> and, so we, I, and I gave her $15 cash. And we ordered, I ordered this thing. And, I, and it came like, I don't know, like a month later. And I just went to school. It was like, we were like in ninth grade, I think. Yeah. So like, that was just hilarious. We were like, look at this. I'm an ordained minister. And my friend was like, oh, I want you to do my wedding. And I was like, ah, yeah, bro. And then fast forward like seven years later, he like hit me back. He's like, hey, I'm getting married. I want you to do it. And I was like, I really want you to rethink this because that's... <laughs> A little crazy. And I went out to the wedding and everybody that was there, I didn't feel like I didn't want to lie and be like, oh, I just did it for shits and giggles. Like now that I'm older, I think I might do that. I think they might appreciate it. But I, I was like 20 years old. I think it was happening. Yeah, 21. you were like, this is serious. Like, that yeah, was serious. So you hadn't because I feel like this happens fairly frequently. Like I know yeah. a lot of people who've done this, but like, yeah, if you're young and it's like your first friend getting married and like you're around people who are legitimately religious. like Yeah, yeah little... exactly. <laughs> they were like, oh, where's your church home? And I was like, yeah, it's kind of freelancing right now. You know? They're like, <laughs> well, it's so young to be in the ministry. And I was like, I know a little too young, I'd say, but you know, like, <laughs> yeah. So that was my own little, my own little scam. But what these guys did is worse. Wait, I want to, I want to know though. Cause like, you Googled cults and like Universal Life Church came out. Are we yes. like supporting something? Because I imagine they take in tons of money from people doing the same thing. Because like, yeah. I know probably 20 people that have Universal Life Church, uh, you know, orda ordainment uh, for weddings, you know? Yeah. Are they like a cult? Are they like a weird thing? Do you so. know? I think I think it got algorithmed up yeah, there. It's yeah, like, yeah. And dude, now that I'm thinking about it, because this was just like the kind of sense of humor we had, I'm. I'm just remembering this detail. We didn't just Google cults. We Googled satanic death cults because we just thought it'd be and funny just to Google, Universal to Google that Halloween. Yeah, and it was in the ad part of Google. Like it wasn't like so maybe like, they were like, "Be saved! Don't Google this. Yeah, yeah, Go yeah. to the church." <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, maybe I, that's what it would be. I came up, like I said, I think it just algorithmed its way in there. It was like, hey, mm. vaguely religious, that's us, baby, by <laughs> very definition. But uh, out in Modesto, the Diocese of Stockton is warning churchgoers after reports alleging that two men posing as bishops may be scamming people out of thousands of dollars. Um, this is Aaron Height as a spokesperson for the Diocese of Stockton. She said it's upsetting, it's horrible, it's frustrating, it's criminal. Height said the diocese began getting phone calls from residents in the last few weeks claiming that they were charged up to $2,000 or more for religious services, which like, what kind should of services that we cost them? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, what are you doing? Uh, they were, well, here we go. They were doing things like baptisms, first communions, second communions. That's not a thing. <laughs> so, first communions, confirmations. They were going into homes, doing blessings. Uh, the exorbitant amounts of money charged is what gave the diocese a red flag, according to Heights. So apparently it's not 
uncommon to charge people to fucking bless their home. Yeah, I'm sort of surprised. I guess I didn't think about like what the what the sort of a la carte menu for church services would be. <laughs> yeah, if you not, you, I yeah, you kind of assume the they did all of that for free, but I, I guess it makes sense. Like if they're like, well, the requested donation is this for this yeah, yeah. event. You know what I mean? But so yeah, I know that it's, it's customary to tip the groom or to, to, to tip the groom to, for the groom to tip the, uh, the the priest at a wedding. And mm-hmm. so the first, I told you I did three weddings. The first one I did, my boy Delgado, class act, to uh, slip me a hundred bucks, and nice. like I was like, oh fuck yeah, that was, that was real cool. Um, none of the friends I did it for after that I apparently had ever heard of that tradition because I've I, certainly never heard of it. I, I just did it for a plate at a barbecue the next two times. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, um, but yeah, the diocese said its concern isn't that people are potentially being scammed out of their money. But the, and I guess this would be their concern. It sounds even stupider to me, but this is it. Their concern is that these religious services performed by anyone's of the real, uh, anyone other than real members of the clergy are not considered legitimate, which yeah. could cause some issues down the line for those scammed. Like, I just think like when they say that down the line, do you mean like heaven? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Where? How far does this go? How far does this, yeah, yeah, yeah. these consequences go? The plug is like, bah, 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 bah. Ooh, if a fake again, priest baptizes you do you go to heaven like unclear unclear that's something I I, I just hope when you die I don't know what happens you die but I hope you just learn these kind of answers Um, (laughs) but this is what they said the height was like 20 years from now, they, when they'd like to get married in a church, they're going to find out their baptism and their first communion and their confirmations were not valid. And they're going to have to start the process from the very beginning. It's so much. I, oh, my God. It's was, like the DMV. Yeah, it's, it's like, like when you yeah. let your license expire. It's like, if I got to go through the whole class again. <laughs> if I was a spokesman for a church, I would really downplay the bureaucracy that she's just openly exposing. Like, yeah. I, yeah. I know. Maybe I would be like, that's not a good selling point for our organization. But. <laughs> <laughs> the identities of the alleged scammers are confirmed by law are confirmed by law enforcement as no police reports have been filed. Uh, Height said most people who claim to be targeted are documented. Boom, the undocumented Spanish speakers, which mm. just always seems to be who gets fucked over when things like this start taking taking. I was going to ask about that because I was like, I feel like um, like most like white uh, like. Protestant Christians are not like having priests come to bless their home and stuff. That yeah, seems yeah, more yeah, of like yeah. a That's that seems more of like a, a syncretic Catholic type type yeah. deal. So yeah. That I mean, yeah, and it's people who like maybe don't speak English, maybe are not like super connected with a community in the United States yet to like know yeah. what the church is around those parts. Also like way less, yeah, way less likely to go to law enforcement. Like the you know, which is just yeah, always oh, yeah. why they're the target, you know? Yeah. Um yeah, they they uh so let's see. They, you, did you, you did you hear about uh what was the other one was did you hear about those guys in um uh what was it? It was in and somewhere in Southern California, there was a taco restaurant or a Mexican restaurant, and they hired a priest to come in and talk to like people and confess their sins. And it turns out it wasn't a real priest; it was just a guy who was like a friend of the owner. And he was like, "So, my child, tell me, do you ever steal large amounts of napkins or like whatever? Like, do you clock in?" And so they ended oh up filing God. a labor complaint. Yeah, like to the employees, like to the employees. Yeah, they were like, they, they, that's they came, so they were like, shady. They're like, guys, you got this priest. There's been a lot of bad blood here. Let's just talk. Let's just get it all out. You can talk to the priest. They'll do a confession. This and is like, priest- this is like the thing of, um, you know, like they always say, like, 
HR protects the company. They don't protect you. It's that times a million because it's a fucking priest. Like, don't confess shit to HR. Don't confess shit to a priest at work. If that's where you work, if you work at a church, confess at another church. Like, don't even, don't mess around with that. Yeah, no, that's, dude, I had a, a, the first pawn shop I worked at, they hired a new manager and bumped the old manager down to assistant manager and we were all loyal to her. HR came in, asked us, just, hey, how is the transition going? Da, da, da. And I was like, I really don't like the new lady. Da, da, da. I said, I don't think. And that lady afterwards was like, it confronted all of us and was like, I heard everything y'all said. And it was like, yeah, like now that I'm older, I realize she, A, might have been bluffing, or B, like that lady probably fucking told her. Who knows? They're not there for you. Exactly. So if you, uh, there's, there's no telling um, how, uh, <laughs> oh, fuck. So the, uh, the, we've heard from a few people that called us that they were communicating with the priests through WhatsApp. <laughs> no, man. Again, this is not how this is done. Yeah. If you're going to confess sins, it should be on signal. You should be yeah, yeah, yeah. on an encrypted connection. <laughs> you got to use a VPN. Uh, yeah. so Vanish mode. Vanish yeah, yeah, mode. Yeah. <laughs> So they are said, uh, which the, the church did confirm, they said they were communicating through WhatsApp, which Height said is not a typical means of communication used by the diocese. So thank you. Um, also, if you if you feel you may have spoken to a fraudulent religious official in the Northern California, Central California area, please contact Modesto Police. Um, you know, just if you feel, if you got some guys calls me, yeah, man, I think my uh, my late in life bris was uh, was fucking. <laughs> Wasn't all that I was pitched on. I mean, this is we just we just recorded an episode about degree mills and diploma mills. Yeah, I feel like yeah. some of these religious officials maybe you know not uh not yeah. on the up and up, not credentialed <laughs> by God to yeah. I'm to starting offer to think your yeah. I'm starting to think my priest isn't forklift certified. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Yeah, you got yeah yeah. Sign to our Patreon to watch our episode, listen to our episode about degree mills. It's really interesting. And if you like uh, jokes about forklift certification, they're real heavy in the first half. So. <laughs> um, so yeah, but uh, so we were talking about a, 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 a Mexican restaurant uh, committing fraud on its employees. Uh, did you ever, in your time in Texas, travel to the Valley or South Texas and eat at Delia's Tamales? I don't think I did. No, I don't think I've so been there. I only tamales, went to the Valley like once or twice. So yeah, yeah Delia's Tamales is delicious. They're really, really good. Whenever we do the Valley, uh, love a Mario good tamale. Sa- yeah. Oh God. Man, so it would go into work. Uh, there's like I said, we walk through a huge parking lot, and there's like definitely it's like all the like all lined up as uh, little old ladies selling fucking tamales out the back oh, of the yeah. car. I haven't bought none yet, but I'm definitely going to in the morning. I'm usually in that is something that like I uh, I was in Chicago in August, and they have like the tamale guys that come into the bars and sell you tamales, and I'm like, why have other cities not adopted this? This is yeah. <laughs> the g- world's greatest idea. They have like yeah. They just have like a little steamer basket with all these individually wrapped like plastic bags full of tamales. You just they they roll into the bar at like yeah. any time between like ten and two a.m. and they just sell whoever's hungry tamales. It's the fucking best, and it's like a great drunk food because it's not. Yeah. Oh yeah. It's not gonna make you feel like you're disgusting for eating it, and you don't feel bad after. But it is yeah. like f- really filling and comfort food, and will like soak up the booze. Yeah. I just, especially like any place with a with a big Mexican population, 
get those tamale men. Let them yeah. let them into the bars. It's such a good idea. Yeah, I I definitely like. We had a, a lady that walked around on our apartment complex when I stayed over on Riverside. And Hell yeah! It was like pretty. It was pretty sporadic, but like every couple of weeks, you get knocked on the door. It's like tamale. Yeah. <laughs> like, yeah, girl, what's up? <laughs> So, well, these guys, as much as delicious as they are, are up to no good. Um, is this, this than, is a chain in the this valley? Is a cha- yeah, so it was like a, yeah, it had like one, it had like a, couple, a handful of locations. It was very mm-hmm. local. And last I heard, they were trying to like go like, you know, like at least go regional. Yeah. So more than two dozen employees are accusing Delia's tamales of implementing a fraud scheme. The lawsuit, which was originally filed in Hidalgo County, has now been assigned to federal court in McAllen. The lawsuit cites 26 plaintiffs claiming to have worked for Delia's Tamales from November 2000 through May 2023. So it's 23 years, shit. Uh, the plaintiffs allege that Delgar Foods, also known as Delia's Tamales, created a scheme that helped them get fake social security numbers so they could work there. The lawsuit mm. accuses the restaurant, which has five locations in the Rio Grande Valley and one in San Antonio, of illegal paycheck reductions. Ah. Um, so yeah, this is like, yeah, like, like they're good, but just, yo, no, don't cross the line. Fuck these guys. Um, well, it's like, it's again, like you just said about how undocumented immigrants are the victim of so much fraud because they can't go to the cops. These people, it's like, well, are you really going to complain about wage theft? I gave you a yeah. fake social security number. Yeah, yeah, like, yeah, yeah. You, I can what, boot what, you back across the border. We're in the valley. Yeah, yeah, you know? yeah, like, yeah, yeah. Yeah, like, yeah you, you guys love it there, right? Yeah, you want to go back? No. Uh, <laughs> Fucking yeah! So basically, they would deduct the social, the regular social security deductions, even though the social security numbers right. were fake. Oh shit! So they yeah. were just keeping all of the social security. Yeah. Tasks. So the pay stub itself isn't even incriminating. You know, what I'm saying if you were like trying yeah. to like, you're trying oh, to show that's it an so official. So shady. Yeah. Look, look at this. So the plaintiff state that Delia's tamales would let go of employees the closer they were to retiring with this scheme in place. Mm. Upon being terminated by the human resources clerk, uh, Balance Sierra, and Delgar Foods attorney Stephen Cazada, both stated to plaintiffs that if they appealed their termination, they would call immigration. Yeah. Um, yeah, and, and it's up. you do it close to retirement because like these people are expecting to collect on social security. Yeah, yeah, that's yeah, yeah. You get you get a full twenty fucking years out of them, um, and also just like. You know, like like there's enough there's enough uh, U.S. officials and U.S. natives uh, and just people who are already gunning for immigrants. But it's fucked up when you look at the last names: Balance Sierra and Stephen Cazada. Are, yep. You know, it's like these, they're they're targeting their own fucking communities, people that they thought they could trust. There, they're like, hey, these are people from my same background. I can trust these people. Just completely playing upon that. I think uh, I've brought this up on the show before, but um, Gia Tolentino, who's like a, she's an essayist. Uh, she writes for The New Yorker a lot. She has a, a book out. She was sort of like a kind of a celebrity writer. She was like getting a yeah. lot of uh, a lot of shine and she's Filipino. She's from she's from Houston. And uh, it came out that her parents were running uh, a scheme to bring Filipino teachers to Texas with the promise of jobs um, and like the arrangement of like they would help them with the visa for a fee, you know, so like these Filipino teachers would pay Gia Tolentino's parents all this money, get them into the country, and then they didn't have jobs waiting for them. So it was essentially like a human trafficking thing. Oh, um, shit. And her parents were charged. I mean, they, uh, I, I, I don't know if they pled out or what happened, but yeah, it was like a criminal case. And again, it's like Filipino people like leveraging their uh, cultural connection and their like ties to this community in order to fuck over yeah. other immigrants you know what i mean it's just like 
It sucks, man. It sucks. Yeah, it sucks. It's a shitty place out there. Like the same thing at, at AT&T. Uh, uh, students would come in and like it'd be like, especially students from like Korea, China, and then also like uh, like various countries in the Middle East would mm-hmm. come in and they would come in, you know, like usually like in a group of like six or seven and there'd be like one guy doing all the speaking and signing everybody up. And then like it started coming out where these people would come to pay their bills and we'd be like, oh, well, no, you're not listed on the, the account. You know, it's like, 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 right. like oh, I no, it's, it's part of... You yeah, told it's a me student about this, organization. Like they, they pay someone to arrange their phones for them, right? Yeah, we, their whole life essentially. They're like, "Hey, you guys pay us. We'll get your apartment. We'll get your phones." And gotcha. like, again, you know, I, I wasn't a fucking detective or a podcast host back then. I was just, you know, <laughs> I, I was just helping people. I was just like, I'd be like, "Yeah, that's crazy." And we all started to put it together. Like, "Yo, this is shady as shit, man. These guys are getting screwed." Like, oh, because that's what it was. The guy came to pay the bill, and he was like, uh, "I didn't pay my bill," and he was like. Um, and he gave us he gave us one sixty five or like some like like large amount and I was like it's only like thirty five dollars for your additional line and he was like well no I got to pay this and this and this I was like and then it came out like he wasn't supposed to go to the store he was only supposed to pay them right he, was, he was paying trying, a guy who was paying thirty five dollars yeah. a month yeah, and, he was and then just the guy was pocketing the rest of the money yeah yeah man yeah I'm again like just all of this immigration stuff you can really screw people over because um, people really want to come live in the u.s yeah and, uh, yeah, yeah it's, they and they don't have here. a lot of like recourse if that's something they want to do uh because yeah. the whole fucking country is against them doing that which is yeah. fucking stupid <laughs> yeah it's fucked up um this one is interesting that i like uh good I, this is we're gonna get into more of the smash and grab section of today's articles <laughs> where it's just straight up you know, just straight up thievery, which is always a good palate cleanser when we deal mm. with some of the more uh, morally fucked up. Psychologically <laughs> dark. Yeah, 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 yeah. This one is just uh, two guys in Philly that saw a truck carrying $200,000 in dimes. <laughs> Hell yeah. This is like the Irishman. That's what this is. Yeah, yeah, yeah. This is so federal authorities unsealed charges against. Uh, so add down here. Not I think we covered this on What a Time to Be Alive. I think I remember. Oh, we're, I we was going to send we you the list. We were wondering about how many, like, what the weight of a dime theft would be, you know? That's a very good question. Yeah. This guy, well, these guys didn't just steal dimes, but they, this is, the dimes were like the, the, the cornerstone of the highest. But federal authorities have unsealed charges against four men Friday in, con- in connection with the brazen theft of more than two million dimes from a truck hauling them from the U.S. Mint earlier this year. The $234,500 heist with a haul weighing more than a ton. It weighed more than a ton. Okay, so um, this this took some planning. This wasn't just stuffing your pockets full of dimes. Yeah, yeah. This, this reminds me of the, the first Fast and the Furious movie when like they were stealing all those uh, fucking 19-inch TVs with built-in DVD players. <laughs> <laughs> and, like Somebody showed like what the, the haul looked like, and it was just... Mm, yeah, the just, perfect like, crime. Whole, yeah. <laughs> Net total in 2023 of, like, I don't know, 20 bucks for the parts. Yeah, yeah. All those. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> more for the copper in the fucking unit um <laughs> but yeah this is the culmination of a spree of tractor trailer robberies which the same crew stole frozen crab legs shrimp meat Fuck yeah. beer liquor yeah from trucks passing around. yeah just rob a truck man let's bring this shit back baby crab uh, legs are like one of the funniest things to steal because yeah. it is just like <laughs> it's like the most non-essential but most like hell yeah item yeah because yeah. it's just yeah. like I just I was just watching Roy Wood Jr.'s most recent stand-up special, and he was talking about it was really it was a dark joke. He was talking about like mass shooters and stuff, but he was just like these people out here they don't 
they don't play like they're they're really pissed off they haven't had a crab leg in a long time <laughs> it's like that's it if you haven't had a crab leg in a long time like that is a good measure of how your life is going yeah. So like stealing a crab leg, I'm I'm for it. I get yeah, it. Yeah, I I know there's a greater good. There's a greater good for society the more people are eating crab legs. And it's also like that's like, these fucking things. That's like a classic uh thing to be mad about somebody on food stamps buying, yeah, I feel but, like. Yeah, 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 yeah. And it's friggin', like let them have legs. a crab leg. Yeah, yeah, Come yeah, on. Yeah. Also, you know, like if you buy crab legs with your food stamps, it means you can buy you can now buy less shit. It's not like it's not like you have crab unlimited crab leg dollars. Yeah, <laughs> crab legs are healthy. Yeah. Also, it's like that's that cost the way crab legs cost a lot of money. They also cost a lot of food stamps. Like you can't it's right. Not, yeah, it's, it's not like you have like a coupon where it's like give me all your crab legs, ma'am. Like it's like right, no, they're still yeah. spending. Yeah, like You're that still eats budgeting. into their budget. Yeah. <laughs> So, investigators believe that the April 13th coin caper, which left thousands of dimes scattered across the roadway, shimmering in the sun, is that these made their mm, escape. Beautiful. Um, so, yeah, these guys, uh, one, of their, one of their last names was Savage, which is fucking tight. Sick. Um, in each case, their methods appeared the same. The men would strike tractor trailers carrying goods through Philadelphia, often as they were parked in area parking lots overnight so the drivers could rest during their cross-country journeys. Uh, they allegedly hauled the drivers out of their trucks, sometimes by force, uh, before opening the back of the trailers with bolt cutters. The men often This is a little bit like the Brinks truck robbery we did. Yeah, it's very tools, similar to where that. Where yeah, like, it yeah. was at a rest stop, and somebody kind of lifted it. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I love the... Uh, the truck stealing ring or the truck stealing montage on Donnie Brasco. Mm. What is going? Oh, no, it's also one. There's, there's one like, they do steal trucks in a montage on Donnie Brasco, but the fucking Goodfellas one where he's just like, yippee Kaye. Like, it's just like, yeah. acting like a straight up cowboy. <laughs> so in March, prosecutors say Savage stole 60 cases of Jose Cuervo off of a truck. Two weeks before the dime robbery, he and Palmer, Palmer's, the Palmer's stole six refrigerators off another trailer. But could the, tra- the refrigerators order bananas? Check out our mm. Patreon episode. That joke <laughs> will kill you. Um, they pulled the driver from the, the vehicle, forced him to lie under their white box truck while they made off of his cargo. Eight days later, Bird attempted to sell off the booty from one high, sending messages to a number of people announcing that he had stolen frozen shrimp to sell. <laughs> Which that's a text you want to get. That's a hot text. Yeah. Absolutely. Absolutely. You got to make some moves. Get your keys. Fuck. Let's go. Come on. <laughs> Strip that's like, be there that's like your your like criminal telegram channel. That's where that yeah. shows up. <laughs> With like a million shrimp emojis. Like shrimp for sale. Yeah. 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 I got <laughs> shrimps and like Yeezys or something. Like yeah, that's yeah, what I have yeah. for sale today. <laughs> Dude, there was a young comic that came to an open mic trying to get on the mic and he was this hood ass Mexican kid and it was at Spider House and everybody's like, Pat, can you go talk to this guy? This seems like your frequency. And I went <laughs> and he was like this dude. He was like, yo man, what's up? I'm like, basically I'm the plug. I got all this and he had pockets full of cash. He was shit faced. And he's like, how do who do I pay? I gotta get up. I gotta start stand up. I gotta tell my story. And I was like, well, this is already over. Why don't you come tomorrow to Cherrywood? He goes, all right, how much money? And I was like, don't you have to pay nobody any money. He got a Cherrywood <laughs> like four hours before the before the show started. He was this shit faced I, I need to like clarify too, like Cherrywood is like a hipster coffee shop. Yeah, yeah. So Pat, and also I feel like this speaks to how like not like hood or like <laughs> yeah. just like the Austin comedy scene is so full of nerds that they just like 
see someone who's like a little bit hood and is like, Pat, yeah. you need to go deal with this. Because like none of us know what to do. <laughs> That's exactly what happened. They were just like, hey, this guy's trying to give people hundreds of dollars to do an open mic set. And he seems like he could go from jolly to threatening real fast. So, yeah, Pat, (laughs) you go talk to him. So but yeah, I, so you I, tell this guy to go to Cherrywood. He goes to Cherrywood four Cherrywood. hours early and he's shit faced. Yeah, he's shit faced drunk. I roll up there and he uh, 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 accosts me to freestyle with him in the parking lot. Him and Beautiful. his boy and his baby mama, who is just staring at me, pregnant and like, "What the fuck are you getting my husband into? <laughs> I don't want him to. I don't like this life for him. What is this? You know, right." So he, he gets put on the list dead last, and he waits the entire you know, waits the entire time, and then he finally he goes up. At this point, he's like blind drunk. The guy on the counter was like, "Dude, he's tipping five dollars on every drink." I was like, "Okay." <laughs> so he goes up blind. He goes up blind drunk, and he just starts talking about uh, pulling his gun in traffic. And then, <laughs> and then this guy rules. About, yeah, about how they tried to send him to jail, and then he goes and they put me on the first floor with the child molesters and the f slurs. <laughs> Every, every ear in the cherry one just looked over and they were like, okay, let's get this guy on the stage. Anyways, long way to go for that. And say for years after that, we were friends on Facebook and he would just put on Facebook, Xanax, I got Xanax, snow, what's up, what y'all need, like snowflake emojis. And then he went to court and then now he has a, a landscape business. <laughs> Good for him. Seems like he turned it around. He turned it around, but he definitely would. Yeah, he would sell. He would put full post, unapologetic. I got bars. I got this. Is what I got today, right there on fucking Facebook. Legal I, name. Know, yeah. 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 Legal name. Concerned relatives being like, "Miho, what are you doing?" <laughs> I also I love the idea of everybody in Treywood because like you do the open mic and like maybe a, there'd be like a third of the room that would be people watching the open mic. Two thirds of the room are people eating Studying. or working or doing other stuff. So just, he's yelling about pulling his gun in traffic, and everyone's like, yeah, yeah, whatever. And then he says the F slur, and people are like, hold the fuck on. Like, very good. Yeah, um, he goes, yeah they put yeah. me on floor one with all the chomos and the brother. Like, yeah, man. Yeah, shout out to that guy. Uh, so obviously, I'm in the rap group, Vanilla Presley. Zach Brooks deemed this guy Horchata Presley. Oh, that's great. <laughs> Yeah. Charlie Presley sounds like he's doing better now. Good for him. Yeah, it does, yeah, it was a couple years process, but he's he's doing good now. <laughs> it looks like he's got his kids. So, but uh, yeah, so this basically, so they, they these guys they 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 ran up on it was six men dressed in gray hoodies, armed with bolt cutters, approaching the truck in the middle of the night, breaking the lock that protected the goods inside. Once the thieves discovered that the pallets of coins would be too heavy to carry, they split them open and began loading them into smaller bags and loading them into the waiting truck. Um, hundreds of thousands of dimes were spilled across the parking lot in the process as the thieves made their escape. Footage shows them pausing to steal recycling bins from nearby houses to help later unload their help haul. Roll the, yeah. Yeah. That's, I mean, I'm thinking about this. I'm like, you got to make sure your car suspension is up to snuff for yeah, like, that, oh, getting that, weighed that down with all these up. dimes. Yeah. Yeah. And so they were, they hard to track though. Very hard to track. Once you get all those dimes, you know, I guess you you just have to check all the local coin stars and see what's what's up. (laughs) Oh, that is actually some very intuitive detective work, Kath. That's (laughs) That seems like the way to go. I listen to a lot of true crime. That seems like the one guy in the office with a brain and be like, why don't we just go to the fucking, (laughs) go to the coin stars. While the theft confounded authorities at the time, one question in particular lingered. How does one spend millions of dollars of stolen dimes without drawing any attention? 
The indictment uh, for, uh, unsealed Friday offered some clues. The day after the theft, it says Malik Palmer sent the others a link to an online calculator that can estimate the total cash value of collection of coins based on weight and denomination. Uh, in the weeks after the theft, the, the others allegedly converted thousands of dollars. God damn it, Kathy called it. Coinstar! <laughs> I knew it! <laughs> Coinstar machines in Maryland or by depositing them in at least four different banks in suburban Philadelphia. Um, still, the amount of uh, covered, uh, converted coins specifically detailed in the indictment adding up to only added up to only a couple thousand dollars. So there's still a ton yeah. unaccounted for. Still had a, um, a mine of dimes somewhere, just a vault. Yeah. Sure. <laughs> Philadelphia police spokesperson Miguel Torres told the New York Times, uh, uh, if you for some reason have a lot of dimes at home, this is probably not the time to cash them in. <laughs> <laughs> Keep them to yourself. Yeah, 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 yeah. You just have to ride that out for just a few more weeks. Uh, now, this is the one that 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 got me started on the scam round of the you sent me, and this was I adore just, I adore this one. Yeah, this, this is, is incredible. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, so it's loading up here. So, man arrested in Spain for faking heart attack in twenty restaurants to avoid paying bill. Uh, yo, top us that up. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> like, you can only. You know, well, the thing, okay, so the thing that is, like, so weird about, I mean, there are a lot of things that are weird about this, but uh, apparently he, the bills were, like, not high. It, like, the, he's doing this for, like, $35. That's like, what, yeah, so the one was 37 bucks. <laughs> he's not, like, he's not going crazy. They said yeah. he was ordering, he was ordering something called Russian salad a lot, which is just, like, basically like potato salad it's like yeah. not food you would want to eat in spain i don't know like what what he's <laughs> doing but yeah he was just like i really don't want to pay for this russian salad i guess yeah the police in spain's blanca region have arrested a man who became infamous at local restaurants for eating fancy dinner and then feigning a heart attack to avoid paying his bill the photo of the 50 year old man has been circulated among restaurants in the region as a warning. Uh, is the picture, isn't the photo like him just like on the ground? The picture like, is oh. so funny. The picture is like literally him mid faking a heart attack. Yeah. And the thing, the thing Eli said on the podcast was uh, so this guy is bald and he's like bright red. And Eli was like, if you're going to fake a heart attack, being bald helps so much because like, if, you know when your face gets red? If your whole head gets red and people can see it, they will think you're, like, sick. They will think something is absolutely wrong with you and yeah. they're dying. So, well, like, yeah, he was like, being bald is a boom. Yeah, what well, you walking around that exposed thermometer, thermometer bulb up here. You know? Right, exactly. <laughs> Look, his mercury's getting all hot. You can see it. Um <laughs> So yeah, he was caught the uh, last month, and the staff at one of the restaurants at a hotel presented a bill of thirty-seven dollars. Yeah, and that's not a lot, but times it by paid, twenty. Dude. I mean, that's times by twenty. Yeah, yeah. So when the staff member left, the I mean, tried- that's a lot, but it's like <laughs> it's not that much. It's like a it's a le- weird it's amount. Like, What's like seven hundred dollars? Little less. Yeah, uh, yeah, forty times eight hundred bucks, roughly. Yeah, eight hundred bucks. I don't know if he tipped. I guess, I guess you can't tip. <laughs> I mean, if he's running out on the bill, yeah, zero tip. Yeah. That's the problem. You got to leave a tip somehow. You got to yeah. figure it out. I wouldn't care about this if, if he had tipped the employee. Um, <laughs> so when the staff member Thank left, you for uh, saving my life. You know, yeah, like yeah, stuff yeah. like that. <laughs> when the staff member left, the man tried to leave. It was stopped and notified that he still had a bill to pay. The scammer then claimed he was going to get the money from his hotel room, but the staff did not let him leave. It was at this point that he started faking a heart attack. It was very theatrical. He pretended to faint and slumped himself down on the floor. The manager of the restaurant told a Spanish news outlet, we have sent this photo around to all the restaurants to try and stop him from striking again. 
Spanish news agency uh, EFE reported that the man was wearing long gray pants, a polo short shirt, trekking shoes, and a vest from well-known brands. So, okay, he's got a little swag to him. They got him, though, right? This is... Yeah. They did arrest him. Yeah, they did arrest him. He asked the restaurant staff to call... uh, I guess they were trying to to list his clothing by saying, like, he ain't doing that bad. He had fucking, you know, (laughs) all-name brand everything. Doesn't it... Don't judge someone by their vest. Um, He asked the restaurant staff to call for an ambulance, but they refused to do so and instead informed the police. When the cops arrived, they recognized the man from run-ins at other restaurants. This is a sense right there. And the police recognized him from run-ins at other restaurants. (laughs) Need to be recognized by the police. Like, never never something good going on when the police know you. Yeah, yeah, that's man, dude. We had a, I, I was in the back of a car one time. I was getting, uh, we were in a car. I was talking about the police. My friend Doug was in the back seat, and a cop saw him and thought he was this fucking real piece of shit. And named Jay, I won't say the last name, but he just goes, he just looks at the cop, looks at the car, unholsters his weapon, and was like, Jay, Jay, oh, get no. out of the car. My friend Doug was like, oh, No, I'm not, I'm not Jay. <laughs> <laughs> so, anyway, that was years ago. But, um, yeah, this is wild. Uh, yeah, just uh, that guy, yeah, fainted a heart attack to get out of there to avoid paying the bill. Uh, also, just a hero altogether. Yeah, Great I think this guy. guy's cool. Uh, yeah. I, it's just like, it's weird because it, it, I, I don't know if it said in that article he's from like Lithuania or something. He's like, he's not from Spain. He was like a tourist or something. Oh, so, like, word. He was going there. Like, I, it's just like wild to be <laughs> on vacation spending $35 a meal and refusing to pay it. Just like wreaking <laughs> yeah, yeah. havoc on the Costa Blanca, like this nice part of Spain. That is wild. There was a guy, I wanted to do an episode about this, but I couldn't find anybody that like knew enough about it. And it was uh, when I when I was working at Thundercloud for a few months during the pandemic, and the back, and apparently this is at every Thundercloud, there's a black and white security camera photo of an old, Looks like an old congenial, just little old white guy. And it was like, this is, uh, he has a, a priestly name. It's Father So-and-so. And it says, if his lips are moving, he's trying to scam you. And apparently <laughs> he would go into places and get free meals from thunderclouds all the time or call him up and be like, hey, I'm coming in from a church. We're picking up all these sandwiches. We should have them. And we just walk out with platters of sandwiches. And, Damn. Uh, yeah, I wanted to get more information on that guy, but I couldn't. <laughs> That's like, see... I get it, especially like in Texas. I feel like if you're like, oh, it's for a church fundraiser and like, I guess we didn't call right or whatever. Yeah. yeah. A lot of people are just going to be like, hey, man, it's all good. We'll make you some sandwiches. It's for a good cause. It's for your church. But the thing is, like, churches already don't pay taxes. So, like, (laughs) get them to fucking pay you. Like, they're not... They're yeah. already getting enough breaks, you know? <laughs> yeah, exactly. They, they, they've got it laying around. They'll be all right. They'll be uh, fine. This one, another back in the smash and grab uh, category. Uh, two people allegedly made off with more than $14,600 worth of Red Bull and vodka last week. Okay. Uh, yeah, this was in... Uh, What's the ratio uh, here? Are we talking 50-50? Yeah, yeah. Are we talking... <laughs> are they, were they stolen together to make... Yeah, so yeah, this is in Vallejo uh, regarding an individual known as the Red Bull Thief, stealing Red Bulls and vodka from a business on the 900 block of Admiral Callahan Lane. According to police, very motivated, very ambitious, full of energy. Just full of energy. Yeah, just liquored up to the tits. So according to police, an employee at the store said the thief had targeted the store more than 20 times, making off with multiple cases of Red Bull and bottles of New Amsterdam vodka. Damn. 
the total value same of the brand every time yeah he yeah what he was like, going for yeah, he's not yeah he's not getting Pieces. like pop off and monster no he's getting his red bull and vodka <laughs> name brand um yeah, they ended up. Uh, so, store employees provided officers with surveillance footage and details about the suspect's vehicle and the identity of a female driver, ride or die, uh, who was also reportedly involved. Officers conducted a records check on the vehicle and learned the license plate had been switched. These guys love Red Bull and vodka. Um, They're willing to go the extra mile for it, for sure. Yeah, so they they eventually tracked it down. It belonged to a Toyota, the, and the suspect vehicle was uh, the plate. The license plate didn't match. It said it belonged mm-hmm. to a Toyota, but the suspect vehicle was a Hyundai. The female driver folded, admitting to putting the wrong uh, plates on her vehicle. Uh, further check on the male suspect revealed he had a twenty-five thousand dollar warrant out of Solano for possessing a stolen vehicle, and was also wanted out of Napa County for theft. Uh, both suspects were arrested and booked in the county jail on multiple felony charges, and the suspect vehicle was towed from the scene. Uh, thank God they didn't drive, you know, right? Because they were <laughs> shit-faced. But so that's we have, wait. One more story I want to cover. This is one that we probably should have covered. But uh, do you remember the alien mummy story that broke in Mexico? Uh, yeah, another thing we talked about on What a Time to Be Alive. The uh, the mummy that <coughs> was uh, purported to be of an alien that was shown to Mexican Congress in like a yeah. hearing about, uh, you know, like funding research into extraterrestrial life. Yeah, so that's uh, yeah, yeah, essentially what happened uh, on September 12th. Uh, ufologist and journalist uh, Jaime Musan presented what he claimed to be the evidence of alien life to the Congress of Mexico. On September 19th, Mexico's scientific community gathered for a Congress to ask the simple question in return, extraterrestrials or llama skeletons? Uh, <laughs> So the answer was right there in the subtitle of the conference itself. Science responds to the charlatans and the gullible. Um, apparently, if Bassan had shocked Mexico with his uh, outlandish claims, this was Mexico's scientific community firing back. Uh, basically, yeah, this guy presented these little mummies. If you see them, they just look like they look like little like when E.T. got sick and he turned all pale. <laughs> yeah. It essentially looks, yeah, it it looks, looks exactly like sick E.T. Like that. That's what it yeah. looks like. <laughs> and it's it's funny because the way this sort of got twisted, like this was like the reason this happened was so Mexico's scientific community could be like, this needs to be condemned on like a governmental level. Yeah. But the story getting filtered through the American press was like, Mexico believes in alien yeah, mummies. Yeah, yeah. Like, <laughs> which, yeah, it, it's yeah, just kind no, of funny how that, how that, yeah, happens. The, just the gullibility and like, like the, the, yeah, like, yeah, that was like, that was exactly how I heard it. I, it was like, me too. Essentially, essentially, the headline was like, they whip out these fake mummies in Mexico. People were fainting. They're throwing fucking holy water around. <laughs> <laughs> like, yeah, like, yeah, someone said they saw Jesus' face in the ET somehow. Right. You know, like, yeah, it was it was really filtered through that lens. Although and, I will uh, say a while ago, um, the president of Mexico, AMLO, I can't remember what, it, what AMLO stands for, but those are his initials. He did tweet that he saw an elf like a while ago and he's like kind of a he's like kind of a hippie i think he was speaking metaphorically but it was like your president did tweet that he saw an elf so like i sort of get why people are like they think aliens are real in mexico like yeah mm, i i get man i i i'm pretty close with some several large mexican families and my friend angel's family uh is really based out of caldwell texas which i don't even heard of caldwell it's a small texas town out out, like Mm -hmm. past bastrop and uh 
we were hanging out at her uncle's house. We were down there for a wedding. And he literally kind of tells us the elf story. He was like, this is a normal guy. They have a pretty nice place. And he was like, yeah, there is like a small man that lives here. And he'll just come out of the walls. And he, he, he's always bugging me. And one day I said, hey, what are you doing here? And he ran back in the wall. <laughs> and like, and like, right, this man. Guy, yeah, this guy owns a business. <laughs> but thing. So like, I... Well, I think there was, like, I remember the thing with Amlo was, like, he was referencing some kind of folkloric being. Yeah. And I think he was, I think what he was trying to say was something about, you know, like, respecting the environment and, like, yeah. appealing to this, like, natural history <laughs> that, like, this is where these things yeah. live. But everyone was like, you can't just say you saw an elf. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> There are certain responsibilities as a world leader. That Dude, you have, I wish so. Biden would see an elf. That would I would like be back on the Biden train. I like, saw him right guys. there, Jack. Yeah, I saw him right there, Jack. I was out. He saw him at a Delaware pool. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it would be sick. Well, this. But guy, anyway, so the tell me about these alien skeletons. Well, so the alien skeletons essentially that yeah, he, he presents them. Um, now apparently. They're, he said he got them from Peru, and Peru is very seriously like, "Hey, what? How the fuck did you get these? Actually, because apparently yeah. there are there are like strange looking mummies that are found in Peru because they would uh, body bind uh, people, and so like the, like like skeletons will have strange yeah. skeletal structures, they're, and they're like really old. Like, yeah, there are a lot of like, really old Inca mummies and stuff there. Yeah, so he they're asking like, "Hey, how did you? How do you even have these?" And uh, and he's not really. Um, He's not really like divulging it, but did you know that he has a history of this? This oh, guy. Yeah? This is a Piltdown <laughs> first... Man situation, it sounds like. Yeah, this is yeah, this is kind of like the Piltdown Man guy. But Masson was involved. So this is like his whole backstory. Um since 1970, he was a reporter at various newspapers and broadcasting outlets, among them including uh, El Sol de Mexico, XEX Radio, and Televisa. He worked at 24-hour newscast and <laughs> 24 horas newscast and 60 minutos. <laughs> I, I, there's nothing funny about the phrase 60 minutos. I, I apologize. But, uh, but yeah, so he was, uh, uh, yeah, so he was like involved in the media. But, um, and also he was actually named in the, on the United Nations Environment Program uh, in 1990. Well, yeah, so was Captain America back then, not a, or Captain fucking Planet. <laughs> Captain so Planet. Not a lot of, yeah. So, but this is like his, he's, this is not the first time he's done this. Uh, Masson was involved in a, uh, publicizing a specimen dubbed the, Met the Metapec creature, which later turned out to be a skinned monkey. <laughs> mm. It's always a skinned monkey. That's like what yeah. the Fiji mermaid was, too. Yep, yeah. As well as a demon fairy in 2016, which turned out to be the remains of a bat, wooden sticks, glue, and other elements. <laughs> yeah. This guy's just like the, he's like Guillermo del Toro. He's just like yeah, making yeah, little yeah. fucked up guys in his basement being yeah. like, check out my little monster. <laughs> yeah, like yeah. He's just Peter Jackson. Like they just yeah. love to make little fucked up guys. Missed his calling. That's all he had to do. He could have been like the guitarist from Tool and did like all their claymation videos. Right. Um, he also, in 2015, he led an event called Be Witness, where a mummified body claimed to be an alien child was uh, unveiled. The mummified corpse was later identified as a human child. That Kind of bleak. Yeah. yeah. That's uh, like some Old West sideshow shit. Yeah, you know? yeah, yeah. That's like... That's, that, that's no good. That like the whole, the whole old freak show culture shit... Rightfully so, freaks me out. That just like... Just the exploitation Dark. of it sucks. Yeah, just like all the stories. 
2017, he appeared in a video hosted by Gaia Inc., where a mummified body supposedly discovered in Peru near the Nazca lines that claimed to be a three-fingered alien was unveiled. I know, I guess that maybe it was just like a potato sack full of fried chicken or whatever the fuck. Who knows what he's up to? It's so Uh, weird because it's like all of these have been disproven. And so I guess he's counting on people to just be like, it's a crazy coincidence coincidence that the guy who is making all these fake ones of this found a real one this time. Yeah, yeah. Like, is that the idea? Like, pretty wild. Uh, well, like, I guess the last thing we'll say about him, and, and, and this doesn't close the episode out. Uh, in late 2020, this is just a, a, a no sh- no charlatan can resist the <laughs> uncertainty that was COVID-19. Mm-hmm. Uh, in late 2020, Musan became a, uh, associated with the promotion of a purported COVID-19 treatment called Hydrotine. Uh, the, the, the hydrogen, it sounds like Ovaltine. Uh, the product championed by Dr. Juan Alfonso Garcia Urbina was claimed to have a 96% effectiveness rate against viral diseases. It was promoted as a natural remedy with decades of research behind it uh, by Masson and doctors Jose de Jesus, Alce Benitez, Victor Gomez Lermond, and Jesus Moran. Uh, the scientific community does not recognize hydrogen as a legitimate treatment for COVID 19. Does the it say what pro- it is? Um. No one knows what hydrotine is, unless except people who can speak Spanish, because that's what all the articles are in. But guys, I'm going to go out on a limb here and say it doesn't work. Um, <laughs> but yeah, I want you to be like, it's also mummy bones. He just found more mummy bones. <laughs> but yeah, that guy just uh, a real a real huckster. Uh, really been they, drummed out of. Isn't he like he's like a political guy, right? Is he like in the Congress or he has like some connection to Congress or something? I know he has connection to the media. I don't know about okay. uh, connect. I know he was he was he got put on some like on some like board for environmental stuff. Let's see. Now he's only listed as a journalist, television personality, and an ufologist. Okay, sorry, I keep bringing it. stuff up that then has no conclusion. I apologize. Oh no, no. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, what's that's the mystery of this guy? You know, he guess it. <laughs> But yeah, so uh, yeah, that guy, if he is at your door saying he has something, it's more than likely a human child, uh, a mummified <laughs> human child. So gross. Steer clear, uh, yeah. Yeah, worth it? I'm going to say yeah. Sounds like he's having a great time. It does sound fun. Um, yeah. Don't steal any, don't rob any graves, but if you want to uh, glue some sticks to a bat, have at it. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I, this guy probably fact, made a COVID cure because he originated COVID. Cause he was yeah. like fucking around with a bat corpse. <laughs> He was like, shit, I got to dig myself out of this hole. He felt culpable, yeah. (laughs) Yeah, if you you have the urge to glue sticks to a bat, I would rather you do that than anything else you'd ever think to do because chances are you're not cranking out the most socially constructive ideas. Stellar ideas, ideas. yeah. yeah. (laughs) I would just say go all in on bat craft and never leave the house. (laughs) Um, Now, usually, if you guys have never listened to the show before, we talk about was a particular scam worth it. Uh, We talked about a lot of scams here so i'm just gonna go back over all of them and i'd say worth it i think they were all pretty much they're all great (laughs) thank you for doing them so we have things to talk about we yeah 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 totally get out there steal recommend all all of them yeah yeah totally 10 out of 10 steal all the dimes you want um (laughs) yeah maybe don't don't you know what don't actually don't defraud immigrant workers out of their paychecks and then yeah yeah don't do that don't do that but do make delicious tamales so, yes, yes. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> All right, guys. Well, hell, that is, yeah, that's what we have for y'all. Um, this is going to be coming out a little later, so I'm going to say it. I will be headlining the Velveeta Room in Austin, Texas, December 1st and 2nd. I'm going to be shooting a special there. So, hell yeah. 
yeah, it's gonna be really cool. Um, so yeah, if you guys live in the Austin area, I bumped into one of y'all when I was talking to the videographer Raymond Cabrera. I was grabbing a drink as I'm telling him about the special I want to shoot. And one of our great listeners out there, whose name I forget, was like, hey, are you Pat Royce from Live, Cheat, and Steal? I was like, yeah. I, was like, I recognize your voice. And yeah. that just like, yeah, the dude, the videographer guy was like, that was pretty fucking cool, man. I was like, yeah, I know. It doesn't happen all the time, but it does happen. So yeah, if you're if you're in Austin, please check that out. And then also, I have a show that I run now. It's a, it's really starting to pick up steam at South Austin Comedy Club. Uh, it's called Saturday Pint Live. We don't have a set Saturday. We do it, so you have no choice but to follow me on Instagram at PZ Texas and find out when I post about it. But come out to that, and also please, the Velveeta Room, first and the second of December. Come on out. That's gonna be really fun. So, if Kat, you're in New us? York on that day, uh, December 1st, my show Pid Protest is happening at Silo in Bushwick. Nice. At, uh, I believe it's at 7.30. So definitely come to that. If you're in New York City, you can follow me at Kath Barbadoro. I'm not on Twitter right now. I'm only on Instagram. Um, but I'll probably be back on Twitter eventually. I'll give in. Uh-huh. I, haven't, I, haven't come, I haven't come back yet. I, I didn't think I was going to last this long. And I kind of yeah. don't. We should, I mean, the problem is we're both off it, so no one is updating our uh, (laughs) podcast account, which is too bad, but uh, it's, no one's on there anymore anyway. It's a fucking wasteland. It's a garbage fire. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So if you're on there, sorry, maybe we'll come back eventually. Um, But yeah, thank you for listening. Yeah, guys, thanks for tuning in. Uh, check us out everywhere. Like I said, we're uh, patreon.com slash lie, cheat, and steal. Our last episode we just did, uh, that was really fun. It was about um, about fake degree mills and fake uh, fake accredited colleges. That's a really fun episode. Give it a listen. That's patreon.com slash lie, cheat, and steal. Uh, that being said, guys, I hope you're enjoying your uh, late oct- late November at this point. Is like, no, yeah, late. Mid-November, uh, mid-November. Uh, yeah. I hope you're joining mid-November. Get ready for Thanksgiving. I hope you can have some people you love you can spend it with. Thank you very much for listening. Be safe. Be smart. Have fun. But above all, don't get caught. Don't get caught. See you next time.